As we continue in our Resurrection Power series, we know this is based on the post-resurrection of Jesus rising from the grave. Today's sermon title is Restoration Through the Power of Repentance. You can go ahead and turn to John chapter 21, verses 15 through 25. I'll be there after the introduction. But today, we focus a lot on the life of Peter. We know that Peter had his ups and downs throughout his time here on earth. We know there came a point in time where Peter denied Christ three times. And all four Gospels make a point of Peter denying Christ. And Peter... As he denied Christ, in Matthew chapter 26, Peter was sitting outside in the country yard and a servant girl spoke up about him being a follower of Christ and he denied it. Peter went out in the gateway and another girl mentioned that he was with Christ Peter took it to the next level and he denied it with an oath. A little while later, Peter was questioned about knowing Christ a third time. And he took it so far that he began to curse and swear saying that he did not know Jesus. I'm glad that he he did not pass at that point. You think about our scripture memorization challenge today. Peter's in a really bad spot at this point. It was after Peter denied Christ the third time that the the rooster began to crow and Peter went out and wept bitterly. I believe that it was great Then for Peter to have remorse for his sin. Some people in this life, they will do things wrong and they will not feel bad about it whatsoever. Praise God, not Peter. And in this point in time then, as he denied Christ that third time, the rooster crowed and he went out. And he cried. He wept because of his sin. I believe then that that was the first step in the place where he would get to repentance and be restored before the Lord. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 25. 
Please stand if you're able for the reading of God's word. John chapter 21, starting at verse 15, through the end of the Gospel of John. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, Who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die, Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but I would, that he would remain till I come. What is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which they were not written One by one. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So here we see then that Peter denied Jesus three times. And here in this passage of Scripture, we see then that Jesus reinstates Peter, asking him three times if he loved him. So we see the first time Jesus asked Peter if he loves him more than these. Another way of saying, Peter, do you love me more than the things of this world? 
Peter's response, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus' response, feed my lambs. The second time, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter's response, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus' response, then tend my sheep. The third time, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter was grieved in his spirit. This was really, really hard on him, and it really weighed on him that Jesus would ask him even a third time if he loved him. Peter acknowledges that Jesus is an all-knowing God and that in he indeed knows that he loves him. Jesus' response, feed my sheep. I believe it's more than fair for Jesus to ask Peter three times if he loved him. After all, he denied him three times. It was then that Peter was truly repentant and he was being restored into good standing in his relationship with Christ. Jesus was calling Peter to lay down his life as a fisherman and become a great evangelist that we know today as the great apostle Simon Peter. Jesus is placing a great big call upon Peter. And I believe with all my heart then that Peter was restored that day on the shore. I believe that the Lord touched Peter's spirit. And I believe full-heartedly as Jesus and the disciples were eating breakfast that Peter began to have great revelation about what the Lord had in plan, had planned for his life. And from this point on, I believe that Peter lived in a good strong relationship with the Lord. So I want to give you three points today. Point number one. Our God restored Peter into a righteous relationship with Him once again. Our God restored Peter into a righteous relationship with him once again. It's great. Great to see Peter restored in his relationship with the Lord. 
And I believe with all my heart that God can restore anyone who has walked away from the truth, yet hears the Holy Spirit's call to repentance. First John 1 John 1.9 won't be on the projector, but a very familiar passage of Scripture says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, unfortunately, many people in this life, they'll never get past the if. We who are in Christ have gotten past the if. It's been a matter of when. When we've come to, the, to Christ, we confess our sins before Him. How many of you know He is faithful? He is faithful. I haven't always been faithful to the Lord, but each and every moment of my life, He has been faithful to me. And the times I turned my back on Him, He took 39 stripes on His back on Calvary. He's faithful. He is just. He could not allow us to enter into the pearly gates when all was said and done if it wasn't for the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary. Because He is a just God. He is the God who forgives. I'm so thankful for His forgiveness. He cleanses us. I'm thankful for the spiritual baths I've been able to take. You know, on the outside, we may all look good and fine and look very nice. But on the inside, we could all be filled with filth and ungodliness and live within sin to the very core of our being. But I'm thankful for His cleansing power. I'm thankful that our God cleanses us of all unrighteousness. I love that word, all. Not some, not the majority. All unrighteousness. All of it. And true repentance comes when we do not commit the transgression once again. Christ restored Peter to good standing. The second point I want to bring before you 
The same God who restored Peter is willing to restore his children who have backslidden. I believe the Lord really placed within my heart to talk about people that have backslidden. Church, how many of you know today we serve a God of second chances? I'm here today because of God and His prevenient grace giving me more and more chances than I deserve. We serve a God, and with His love, and with open arms, runs to the prodigal child and embraces him and loves him when he comes home. Jesus loves the prodigal child. And he loves to restore those that have backslidden. Jesus leaves the 99 sheep on the hill and pursues the one who has wandered off in the wilderness all by its lonesome. That's our God. That's our God. I believe that the Lord is looking to restore someone today in good standing. To good standing with Him. I don't know who it is who's watching online or who's here today. But I believe with all my heart that the Lord wants to restore someone who is backslidden. Someone who doesn't have that right relationship with Him. The Lord is near. And the third point I want to bring before you today we must pursue those who have backslidden and encourage them to make things right with the Lord. We must pursue those who have backslidden and encourage them to make things right with the Lord. Get near the end, I think about my time in middle school. And I think about one day at school, I believe I was in sixth grade. And my friend Jeffrey looked at me and asked me if I was saved. And he said, you're not saved, are you? I said, no. But I thank the Lord for restoring me in the faith. And today I say yes. Yes. I am saved, a born again Christian, entirely sanctified, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today I say yes. 
I'm thankful that my friend Jeffrey got to watch me live out my faith in high school when I got to the place where I wasn't ashamed to tell people that, yes, indeed, I am saved. I'm going to church Sunday and Wednesday. I'm serving the Lord. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to worship him. And I'm not ashamed. And I'll say yes. We must pursue those who have backslidden through our witness, through our testimony, through our faithfulness, through our prayers, through our invitations for all those who have left to come back to the sheepfold. How is the Lord going to reach those who have gotten away from Him? Through you and through I, myself, through our prayers through our love, through our kindness, through our outreach. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm telling you, don't give up on anyone. Pursue the lost. Pursue those who aren't right with the Lord. Pursue those that they would have a good standing relationship with the Lord. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as He restored Peter into a good relationship, He wants to restore everyone who has fallen away from the truth. Thank you, Lord, for Your Word. In closing, we're going to sing this song about the goodness of God by Jen Johnson. And it's only because of how good God is and His faithfulness that He's available and people can make things right with Him this very day. So if you would now at this time, stand to your feet if you're able in reverence before the presence of the Lord. And make this your prayer. For all my life you have been faithful. For all my life, you have been so, so good. And it's because of that that Christ is available. And we can worship in the goodness of God this day. The altars are open for prayer if you need prayer. Mind the Lord at this time.